Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. This week on Talk Direction, we discuss our secondhand embarrassment from recent interviews, the great Rolling Stones article that recently came out, and how One Direction fans can never sleep, ever. Welcome to episode 8 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 8th episode of Talk Direction. Um, yeah, do we want to talk about our setup right now? <laughs> Okay, so currently I'm still in England. Um, I have gotten like a cold or something. So Akira says you can't hear that my voice is all like stuffed up and messed up. But I, to me, I sound horrible. Um, and I'm in England in a Holiday Inn Express like motel thing, and I'm sitting in the dark because my sister's trying to sleep next to me. Oh my god! And the Wi-Fi is apparently not great, and the connection's not great. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're just having a time, and it's also really late there. It's like one seventeen yeah. there, one fifteen. Yeah. I don't know why the yep. minutes would be different. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> In the morning, and I don't know what time I have to wake up, but it's gonna be like seven thirty. So oh that's my great. god! <laughs> I'll just like sleep in the car. I don't know where we're even going tomorrow. We might be driving to Scotland. We're really unsure. Oh, just casual drive to Scotland. Yeah, casual. That's so cool that, like, when you're in the UK, you can just, like, pop on over to a different country. It's insane, because, like, when we go to the different um, tourist spots, like, we went to Stonehenge today. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah, we went to Bath as well. And it's weird, because, like, in, I feel like in America, when you go to, like, tourist attractions, usually everyone's speaking English, and maybe you'll have some people from other countries, but, like... Um, at these places, it's like people from all over Europe are coming because it's so much more accessible, you know, than America. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. we had to record today because I'm going away for a week tomorrow and I'm going to a farm. <laughs> so I'm not really going to have Wi-Fi for a week. And... um. Yeah, so basically both me and Caitlin are not going to have Wi-Fi, so if One Direction does something big, we're not going to know about it for, like, many hours, if not days. Yeah, yep. it's funny, every time, because we don't have Wi-Fi, like, during the day at all, because we're, like, either driving or going to different places, um, like, my family, not Kara, um, yeah. and, uh, like, as soon as we get to, like, a restaurant or something where we're eating... Like, all of us go on our phones, and we look like the most antisocial family there is, <laughs> but we're like, I can't talk to you right now. I have to check my Twitter, you know? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's start with news. Oh, first I want to say a big thank you to Kara um, for doing, like, she's, like, done, like, these past couple of episodes while I've been, like, working at my school, and then while I've been in England, she's, like, doing all the planning and whatever. So send her some love or something because she's oh. been awesome. Oh. But she's going to run this news segment because I have not had time to plan at all. No problem, girl. Okay. Um, so we're going to start off by talking about their Good Morning America performance. Um, so Good Morning America, if you guys don't know, is like a, um, a talk show in the U.S., in a morning talk show. And they have this, like, concert series, which usually happens on Fridays, but they had theirs on a Tuesday, 
which just goes to show how much power One Direction has that they can just like mm-hmm. completely like like derail the schedule. Um, but yeah, this happens in Central Park in New York, and thousands of fans attended. And they started lining up days before the actual concert, and they sat through like multiple thunderstorms, like with lightning and like all of that, just like out in the I rain. I can't believe that. I know, like I'd be terrified. Wow, yeah, um, that would be horrifying. But they did it, and like for multiple days too. Yeah, and also it was really hot in New York. It's like ninety plus degrees. Mm-hmm. God, okay. And they sang um, "Steal My Girl," "Story of My Life," "Drag Me Down," and I thought they did "No Control," but I can't find like a live performance of it. So uh, yeah, that's... I think they did it, but um, "Good Morning America" didn't film it, so you have to watch like fan um, filming. Of oh, it. dang, that's sad. At least that's what I saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so did you I don't see why they wouldn't just record it all? I, I know. See it all. Well, I don't understand because my friend watched it on TV and said that they didn't show "No Control," which is she was bummed about. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, so did you watch the uh, Drag Me Down performance? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, what did you think about it? I thought it was really good. I watched it a while ago, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it just... And I've watched, like, the other live ones from the concerts, mm-hmm. and I think it just sound really good on it. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that Niall and Liam led the chorus. I thought it was just um, Liam. But yeah, they do like harmony on it. Yeah, and I thought it was like really good. Like Niall sounded amazing. Mhm. Um, yeah, they sound good together. Yeah, and also another note I wanted to say was that it sounded like really slow, like almost like a lot slower live and almost like reggae-ish. Like I don't know, it just sounded like had a whole different tempo to it. I think maybe because it was like performing live or like in the mm-hmm. morning, so like they were not as like uh, intense. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I'll have to rewatch it with that lens. Yeah, and it was also interesting because, like, um, everyone was, like, or the boys were just, like, standing there, just, like, pretty much doing nothing, but then Harry was just, like, running around the tiny stage, just, like, jumping around. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was funny. Yeah, and also I read somewhere that the fans that were out Good Morning America started a Space Buns chant, so maybe Harry will hear it and... Um, do like that. space buns like for his Miley Cyrus yeah like the two hair. little like buns on the top of your head that look like ears I want him to do that again I know so I really want him to, to do that I know because he did it when he dressed as Miley Cyrus like two years ago but now his hair is so much longer and they would just be so cute yeah yeah um, also, I wanted to talk about their outfits because I think they all look oh so good here Harry's jacket though yeah um, we were just talking about like uh silk bomber jackets because it was on the trend pair which is Eleanor's website and I was like I think that's like a new like a thing now because yeah. I see them everywhere and I absolutely love this one. Oh my god I'm I was dying. Um, yeah he looked really good. Yeah but also it's like 90 degrees I don't understand how he's not dying. I don't know they're all wearing like tight black skinny jeans like that is hot to wear that. Yeah how are they not sweating I'm so confused. I don't know. It's all for the look, I guess. I know, but they just don't even look like they're, like, phased at all. This is incredible. Yeah. Um, Louis' hair looks really nice. Yes, wow. I'm a big fan of his haircut. Like, wow. It's, like, coiffed perfectly or whatever the word is. Yeah, they just all look so good. Also, did you notice the little fringe on Niall's um, shirt on the bottom? No. Oh, my God. We're looking at a picture. But, oh, my God, I didn't notice. That looks so cute. I know. Like, I didn't even realize it till like, uh, I don't know, like, hours later after I saw the first picture. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. Like, the fact He's that he just has, like... becoming a fashionista. Oh, my God. He was probably, like, he was, like, you know, got to take a risk today. Like... Yeah. Oh. 
because he has a bunch of those like button up plaid tops but now he yeah. has like this one with fringe <laughs> yeah um and liam's hat i like how again how does it stay on his head i, I really don't know. know it defies physics it just like i'm so <laughs> like confused super glued yeah okay um so they had a good morning america interview after the performance and they talked about um the fifth interview no fifth uh album that's what it is and liam said it's quite eclectic and um i just <laughs> i get really happy when liam uses like uh bigger words or whatever because he gets so proud of himself and it's just like so cute to see um and louis said it too louis was like You've been look, reading a dictionary or something. Yeah. You really commented on his big yeah. word usage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Harry also talked about, like, them dropping, drop, or dragging me down out of nowhere. He said, um, we thought it would be fun to just drop it out of nowhere. And, yeah, I mean, it worked out well for them, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely was out of nowhere. No one expected it coming. Yeah, definitely. And also they brought up Action 1D, which was nice to see because I haven't heard them, I mean, I haven't seen them talk about this for a while. Um, yeah. And yeah, Harry was talking just like how much like power the fans have and like how they're not aware of their power. And it just it's cool to see that like he acknowledges that. Yeah, because definitely, I mean, Karen and I talk about it all the time, like how some of these, you know, One Direction Twitter sites are run by like young girls and they're like 16 years old, but they're they're tweeting out to like quarter million people and that type of power is something I think Harry picks up on and the rest of the band picks up on which mm-hmm. is really important yeah it's really cool um I hope they focus more on action 1d in the future because I think it really does have the potential to be like huge um and also Louis confirmed the pregnancy in this interview so yeah we just want to be throw a that dad in yay yeah um okay and also they did a few interviews on the same stage and the next one I think was um, from two hosts of The View. Um, I know Raven Simone was one of them, but I have no idea who the other lady was. Did you watch this interview? You watched it, right? Yeah, I watched it. Oh my god, okay. So I, I took a couple days before watching this because I get, like, really bad secondhand embarrassment. Like, I had to, I had to, like, psych myself up to watch this. Um, and when I finally watched it, I literally had to pause so many times and just like take a nice like lap around my house to like calm down um I know that feeling yeah it's not the worst One Direction interview I've seen but like it was it was pretty hard to watch yeah um they just asked really stupid questions yeah and like I don't know what Raven was doing and she was just like walking around with like her weird visor on and just like like interrupting the boys and being like I have a question and like I'm so I just um, though Ni- Niall singing the That's So Raven theme song was beautiful. I so. know. Wait, how does he even know that? Like, I, I don't, I have I no idea know. about the, uh, um, like, TV that, um, like... British people watch. Yeah, or, like, Irish people. But oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I guess he, they must have had um, That's So Raven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, oh, yeah, and one of the interview was, like, I'm extremely fertile. Like, why would you think that's, like, an okay thing to say to someone? No, Harry was, like, not having it the entire time. He was just like, these are stupid questions. I know. And also, um, Louie wasn't having it either because, like, she, the, one of the interviewers, like, making jokes about um, Drag Me Down. And he was like, I don't, I don't feel like you're taking this song very seriously, to be honest. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, he, it it didn't them, seem though. like he was joking. Like, it was pretty, yeah. it was pretty, like, blunt. I'm sure they're, like, they don't like getting asked, like, stupid questions about 
yeah. people being fertile and whatever. Like, they want to talk about their music, you know? They're trying to be a mature band, and if you have an interview that's asking them just silly questions, it's just not cool. Yeah. They're sick of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Um, the one nice thing that came out of this interview was Liam saying, um, I feel like the song, which is Drag Me Down, um, is about the fans more than anything. As long as we have these guys, nothing can drag us down. And I thought that was really nice of him to say because I think people were speculating that it could be like uh, interpreted as being about the fans. And yeah, definitely. the fact that they even like thought about that is really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also in this interview, I like live, not tweeted, but like live typed in the Google Doc <laughs> while I was watching this. Um, and I noted that Liam said he didn't sleep at all. Like, he just powered through. Okay, how did he even do that? Like, he performed, like, multiple live songs and had multiple interviews. And I'm sure he um, had, like, stuff to do afterwards. I don't understand mm-hmm. how, like, they can't, they don't sleep and then do all this stuff. I like, know. I literally, if I don't sleep, I can, can't even go to class and, like, sit there and do nothing. Like, I can barely do that. Hopefully he, like, had time to rest after that. I know. Or, oh, my like, God. He, like, he had interviews throughout the day, I think, so... Poor Liam. Yeah, and he seen, and he was like the one who like answered the most questions as usual. Mm-hmm. So like I honestly just shout out to Liam for being such a pro. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, that interview was like pretty hard to watch and it was just it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. And Niall was just laughing the entire time. <laughs> I don't think he answered like one question, he was just like laughing. <laughs> and singing that's so raven. Yes, and flawless. Then they did a Nightline interview, which, like, was basically 30 seconds. They asked, like, two questions. Um, did you watch this one? Um, was it a video or was it a radio? It was a video. I don't think I watched this one. Okay, well, I'll just, like, give you the highlights because nothing really <laughs> that great happened. Um, okay. So, um, when asked about the fifth album, Liam said, there's a song on the fifth album that reminds me of Toy Story, which will really throw you off. It's like a modern version of You Got a Friend in Me. Um, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm really like I'm really excited because I really love songs about friendship. And yes, and it could be their friendship. I know, like I I'm sure like everyone's gonna be super excited about that. Yeah. Um maybe And that's one of those songs that like lasts forever. So this could be like a timeless song, you know? Yeah, and also I was just like it was making me think of like back in the day, like old fandom when like everyone associated uh Toy Story with Liam, like yeah. Yeah. It's just like, wow, what a throwback, you know? TBT. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, um, since you didn't see, watch this interview, you missed the whole interviewer thing saying, um, she was like, oh, I know all the fans are dying to know just this. And she's like, what do you look for in a woman? Um, didn't, didn't the previous um, interview ask that one too or something? How to get a girl's attention? Yeah. That's what and it then, was. These are stupid questions. I know. And it's so annoying that like they frame it in like that the fans want to know that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, no, I'm sure the fans would rather much like, uh, just much rather yeah. like um, hear about things that they haven't heard since 2000, yeah. like 2001. Not really. You know yeah. what I mean? Like 1950. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also, I just wanted to point out, this is, like, very heteronormative. Um, um, Camila from Fifth Harmony was asked the same question, or, like, a similar question. She was asked, like, what, what boy makes you go crazy or something? And she responded, like, what, why do you assume it's a boy? And I just loved her. I just wanted to throw that in there. Um. Yeah. Yes, Camila. Yeah. It's really annoying, and, like, none of the boys were having it, so. Yeah. Like, it just, it puts us on, it puts fans on the level of we're only there because we think they're 
like attractive. Yeah. And like all we all we're only we're like all have this like thing in our heads that we think we're gonna end up with them one day, which is not true, you know. Yeah. Like we also love their music, and not everyone's thinking like that. And there's a range of you know sexualities in the fandom and all that type of thing where. It's just these questions are ridiculous. Yeah, I just, like, it's so annoying when people, like, ask that question. It just, like, I thought it was, like, over because, like, I I don't think they've asked been asked that question in kind of a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, wait, I saw somewhere that, I don't know if this is true or not because this was just on Twitter, but people were saying, like, from someone who was there, um, they were saying that, like, the fans booed at that question and they just, like, yes. edited it out and, like, made it look like they were cheering because they, like, used a different clip. Which is, like, um, oh, it makes so sense, though, because, like, the editing, like, was really awkward and, like, choppy in that part section. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see that actually being true. Yeah, for sure. Also, when they were in um, New York City for Good Morning America, Liam and Niall were tweeting just about how frustrated they, frustrated they were uh, about getting followed and stuff. Liam was saying, one time I'd like to be able to see New York without being followed, chased, and cornered like an animal until other people get what they want. And Niall said, come on, guys, just lay off on the chases today, please. Been a long day so far. Just want to relax and enjoy the city with my friends. Thank you. Never sound like want to sound like a moaner, just a bit of chill time, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that, like, they always have a hard time uh, when people know they're in New York City to, like, go... Um, and be inconspicuous, which is sad, because I'm sure, like, they'd want to, like, just be tourists and just, like, go around. Liam said that he went to Times Square at, like, 4 a.m. I know. (laughs) And he didn't get noticed. But, I mean, it reminds me of Taylor Swift's song, um, I Know Places, where it's, like, about uh, her and a partner, like, getting chased around and, like, followed, and they have to find somewhere to hide. Yeah. Um, And I think New York City is like for the boys that have that same problem yeah definitely um okay and then we're gonna go into a bit of Zane news he ended his two-year engagement from Perry um and we just wanted to mention that um we're not going to speculate or talk really much about it but we just wanted to throw that up there because it was kind of a big deal and it was um running in a lot of news places news outlets mm-hmm. uh, yeah but yeah Okay, and another news, <laughs> he got a new <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> um, it was a lotus on his arm above his racing flag, which he also recently got. And um, he had tweeted a picture of the lotus flower, like, a day before without, like, a, like a caption or anything. And I thought it was just, like, being really cryptic. Um, mm-hmm. But also, apparently, he doesn't know how to post pictures with captions. So who knows if he actually wanted to post a caption or not. Um, but he didn't. And then I think I've seen places that, like, Lotus, like, symbolizes rebirth and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting because he's definitely starting a new, like, chapter in his life, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's also been tweeting a lot, like, a lot. Like, he's been tweeting more in these past, like, <laughs> week than he has in the past, like, year or, like, five years. Um, so just some of his, like, tweets from recent, like, times. Um, he tweeted, music time, love you all, always make me feel good, smiley face. Gonna get this done for you. I promise this album will be amazing. Got something exciting coming soon. And then he also tweeted a selfie. Um, and also he tweeted, got some game from my dad, which is a Drake lyric. Um, and, well, it's also like, okay, like Lil Wayne did the song, but Drake is like featured on it. And that lyric is from Drake. 
And also in this song, Drake references One Direction, which I thought was like worth noticing. Um, the lyric that references them is, on the road, I do One Direction numbers I don't miss. And I feel like Zayn, because I know he's a big fan of Drake, probably freaked out when he first heard that. I don't know how old the song is. I think it's like a couple years old, but um, yeah, I thought it was cute and like meta that he like referenced the song that he was referenced in. That's cool. I really thought he was talking about having game from his dad and I was very confused. Yeah, I was confused too. And then I Googled it and then I was like, oh, it's a lyric from Drake. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also in very exciting news, Drag Me Down placed number one on the UK charts. And um, it was actually like, a huge deal. One, because I think it was like a struggle to get there because there was a lot of high competition. And also mm -hmm. One Direction hasn't, have, hasn't had a number one single in the UK since one, since one way or another in 2013. And it also, I did not know that. I thought they always got number one. Yeah, I thought so too. I think we're just like, we just like assume they always get number one, but... Um, what? I guess because their album always goes to number one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool that like um, that their first that's single awesome. as a four-piece, like, got them number one for the first time in a while. Yeah, that's really cool. It also had the highest first week streams for a single ever in the UK, which is amazing. Um, Yay. Wow. And um, there's some rumors surrounding the Drag Me Down video. Apparently the boys were at NASA, like, the NASA center in um, <laughs> Texas <laughs> um, to film the music video. I don't know if that's that true or so not. That seems so cool. I've I've seen that I've seen um, pictures of them there. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, that just means that Drag Me Down music video is going to be awesome. <laughs> I know. I hope it's going to be really good. It's going to be. That's like um, maybe they're taking it literally and like you can't drag me down, so they're going to do like anti gravity stuff. Like. Oh my god, that would be so amazing. They need to do like this, like a comeback music video. I think they should have been like okay. Um, best song ever was the best one. Like I need like a I need a music video like best song ever. Like yeah. that needs to be, that needs to happen. So yeah. hopefully, it will. <laughs> I need like a ten minute music video. Yeah, like I need them talking, story, like behind it, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, but how funny is it they just got like NASA involved? Like that's how much power they have. It's just like yeah, like that's let me so just like random. I know, like, let me just pop in on a Wednesday and get some, like, NASA, like, time. <laughs> like, yeah, that just, I'm really excited. And, like, imagine, like, their hair in anti-gravity. It's going to be great. Oh, my God, Harry's curls. <laughs> yes. We better I not promise. put helmets on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and then some of the tour highlights. Um, Liam wore a very hungry caterpillar costume, which is, like, a kid's book. <laughs> And was, Eric Carl. Yeah. I used to love him like as a kid. Me like too. I loved that book so much. Me too. That um, was great. And he also wore the costume out of the stadium, like in the car. <laughs> oh my god. Which is really funny. And also he wore a hot dog costume. Which is just like these costumes must be really expensive. So the fact that fans were like throwing them on stage. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if the boys keep any of them. I could see Liam like saying he wants to take some of them home. Yeah. I mean, he took the Caterpillar one home, so. Um, also, we're going to do, we'll introduce a new segment that we're going to do once in a while. Um, this day in 1D history, and all the credits for all of these events go to thisdayin1dhistory.tumblr.com. Um, the person who runs this, like, puts together uh, a rundown of, like, what happened 
uh, like concerning One Direction in that day. And it's like really cool to look back on. So I would rec definitely recommend checking that Tumblr out. Um, mm -hmm. And like clearly like they put a lot of work into it because like there's so yeah. much like every day that happens and like it goes back like years. Um, yeah, like the amount of detail in that is just insane. Yeah, what I know. Did, and, what, yeah. and you can like go look it up. You can pick a date. You can be like, what did One Direction do? On, on January 12th throughout all the years and you can find out what they did on that exact date which is so cool yeah um so I just wanted to like mention that we're not going to go through all of them but I just wanted to mention a couple highlights <laughs> um in 2012 Liam tweeted just been for an ultrasound on my kidney turns out it's fixed from when I was a baby um so now I have two smiley face hashtag weird news of the day <laughs> I find this story so ridiculous. I you know. can't grow a second kidney. It doesn't work that way. I know. But also, I just, like, accepted it. Like, when I first saw this, <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, he grew another kidney. <laughs> like, that's definitely scientifically possible. <laughs> okay, um, Leah. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. But I just thought that was funny. So, um, mm -hmm. happy three years to Liam having two kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, the other... Uh, event I want to mention was that in event. 2013 Harry was pictured shirtless in a backwards snapback in white shorts and I'm just getting really detailed here bright and, tennis shoes yes bright neon shoes with a dog just like walking the dog is not on a leash we never see the dog again we have no idea whose dog it was but it's just a beautiful portrait of him just like walking around and it's like he's just gone for a jog with the dog yeah, but I'm just so intrigued. Like, where did he find this dog? Why is he walking know. with the dog? And he's got a water bottle and he's drinking from it. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Wow. It is a beautiful picture. Beautiful series of pictures. I will definitely put them in the show notes, so go check them out. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so now we're going to start our main discussion, which is going to be revolving around the Rolling Stone article um, that came out recently titled 16 Reasons One Direction Are at the Top of the Stadium Rock Game. And this was written by Rob Sheffield, which is a, or who is an American music journalist and author. He is a longtime contributing author at Rolling Stone. And more importantly, he has written nice things about No Control in the past. So, you know, we can trust him. And um, this article got a lot of attention because it was very positive and Julian Bonetta, who is works on the um, writing the songs with the boys, Gemma Styles, Harry's sister, and the official One Direction account all retweeted the article. And we're just gonna go through and read some of the, like our quote or favorite our favorite quotes from the article and just like talk about it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, okay, so for the first one, um, the first point that they make, I'm not quite exactly sure what it means. It means a lot of stuff, so I'm just gonna read it. Okay. Um, for the past five years, the world's biggest pop group has been the world's biggest classic rock band, doing their Baba O'Reilly remake every night for 60,000 screaming girls. People like us don't get to play stages like this, Harry Styles said last night at New Jersey's MetLife Stadium, and he's right. Strange but true, One Direction are on top of the classic rock stadium band pyramid these days. So I think it's pretty much just saying... Like, One Direction is huge. They're, like, the number one band, classic rock stadium. Like, there's not many bands doing what they're doing, you know, worldwide. Yeah. And um, I like the Bob O'Reilly reference. Um, that's a reference to, um, a Who, like, the Who song. And people, like, uh, 
what's it called, um, said that the opening to Best Song Ever sounds like the opening to Baba O'Reilly, which is like a song from The Who. And it, de it definitely sounds alike, but um, I think it was Peter Townsend, um, which is one of the members of The Who, said that he loves One Direction and like he says that it's not, um, like he's not mad for them like using a similar like chord to open. Um, so like, because like a lot of like pretentious like fans of whatever classic rock were just like really outraged that like oh some boy band like ripped off like a classic but like then the, like the, the who themselves were like we love one direction like <laughs> that's so cool yeah and like i always it's always like kind of frustrating to me when people are always saying like this person ripped off my song and this person ripped off my song and blah 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 but i mean i know that happens but i think a lot of times like songs just sound similar you know like there's that video where they have um like, the same, like, piano chords or guitar chords played, and, like, you sing a whole bunch of different songs, and it fits to the same, like, four chords that they play. Yeah. You know, and also, like, One Direction likes to, um, you know, get um, inspiration from other bands, so. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so then the second um, point of these 16 points uh, says, Harry and Louie are the CV and Lindsay, of the mermaid tattoo era stadium rock eye contact game um <laughs> and it's sort of this this point talks about how harry and louie like are like, balancing each other out you know it, it says like the brooding look versus the beautific twirl um i don't know like harry louie's eyes are dark intense and controlling and then harry's like twirling and you know happy and sugary or whatever um, I just yeah. thought this was an interesting comparison because I definitely, when you see them perform, I think Harry definitely does give a much more, like, um, like, spirited, like, vibe off, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just think that if Harry reads this article, which I'm sure he will, um, actually all of them will probably love this because Stevie and Lindsay, they're talking about members from Fleetwood Mac or of Fleetwood mm -hmm. Mac. Um, so I'm sure like Harry's gonna be really excited or yeah and I know Niall's a big fan of them too um, mm -hmm. that they're like even compared to them mm -hmm. yeah but yeah cool. yeah I really like how just um, there's different like just personality types in the band I think that's like why we really love them so much it's just not they're not yeah. like cookie cutter like clones of each other yeah they play off well their personalities play off well yeah for sure mm -hmm. yeah so then the third point um, is that it's like it he talks about the fact that Zane's no longer in the band and now they're playing as a foursome um you know MetLife Stadium a year ago um they were playing very differently um but he actually says that 1D are massively better as a four, foursome because their personalities all have so much more room um like before they were very competitive for stage time you know like their solos were shorter um, I think just walking around the stage, there was a difference. And now it seems like they're, I guess, tighter knit. They've got more solo time. There's not like traffic jams on stage, which I definitely like, I see that point, you know, and it, and he talks about habit without Zane, they have to work harder and they're all singing more lines and they're patrolling more turf. And I think they've just stepped up their game knowing that Zane's not there. They all have to like pull together and step up their game. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I think it's, like, very interesting that he's saying that 1D are massively better as a foursome. I feel like that's mm -hmm. that's pretty controversial. 
Um, <laughs> very controversial for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see his like, like I see his reasons for it and I definitely, definitely agree that they like, they have to work harder and they're just like putting more energy into it. And just like, mm-hmm. um, I think that's like why uh, Drag Me Down is like doing so well, just because they really have to put like all of themselves like into like mm-hmm. into it now because they know they have like um, a space to fill a gap yeah. to like fill and they just don't want to seem like they're slipping and I think they're like doing a good job of like covering that yeah for sure um, um but I think it's like kind of weird to say that like just because like one member left that like there's so much more room for everyone else because I don't know I think that like when Zane was there they all played off each other well like you know there was like always like cute moments with all the boys with Zane Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that like it's like oh, good riddance, Zane. Like, thank God he's gone because like now there's gonna be like I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, don't know. I think it just it it definitely shows the bias um, that Rob Sheffield, if that's his name, yeah, um, has maybe his opinion on Zane leaving the band. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But I guess at least we know. I'll be I'll be very interested because Karen and I are gonna go um, to the concert in September. And it'll be, we went last year in August, and it'll definitely be interesting to compare how uh, the two shows go, you know. Yeah, People have said, you, you don't even notice Zane's not there, like, in terms of, like, the singing, the boys fill his roles, like, they can take his solos, like, perfectly. Yeah. So that's really good to hear, but it'll definitely be interesting to see if, like, I see a dynamic change between the boys. Yeah, for sure. So, number four talks about Harry. And, I mean, I just love this so much that I have to pretty much just read the whole thing. Yeah. Because I think, <laughs> I think uh, this really captures what Harry's like as a performer. Mm. Um, Harry Styles, master of the power flounce. For a band that formed on TV, 1D are not done justice by video because Harry is a performer you have to see live. The way he covers space is insane. Imagine if Mick Jagger had the warm and benign heart of Paul McCartney cast under a magic spell by Stevie Nicks, and you're about halfway there. Every limb of his body is an instrument he uses to express to girls how happy he is to bask in their presence. He uses his arms, he he uses his legs, he uses his style, and he uses his sidestep. He's in a pop star zone where he can seem totally self-adoring and cosmically benevolent at the same time. I mean, that I is just a this. beautiful description. Oh really my god. Beautiful. The part about Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney and Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Wow. I'm sure, mm-hmm. like, he's absolutely dying when he reads that line. This just like, yeah. makes me, like, so happy just to imagine, like, what Harry, like, how happy he'll be, like, like reading this. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he definitely did because Rolling Stone is a very, um, you know, very important um magazine you know and also his family has retweeted it so I'm sure he's read it Uh, and they wouldn't retweet it if they didn't think it was a good article so and I um I really liked that it said comparing it to the uh the view interview and that other interview we talked about earlier um this says every limb of his body is an instrument he uses to express to girls how happy he is to bask in their presence I just think that is such a um different twist rather than like what does does a girl have to do to get your attention? You know, this is talking about a boy, boys and girls, but in a non-sexual way, a non-like romantic way. It's not, you know, it's just like a, I don't know. Yeah, I really like that. It just makes me think of like Girl Almighty. Like, yeah, like he's sure. like 
trying to just like bask in her presence that just like yeah mm -hmm. oh man wow I, I'm not being articulate yeah. but I just th feel like this whole article is just um, yeah. very well written and I just really mm -hmm. love the comparisons and just how you can just tell he's like a like fan of One Direction and yeah um, for sure it's not just like some rando just like <laughs> trying to like get clicks like he clearly mm -hmm. um thinks about this and like you know yeah, and like he so. was the same same guy who uh, included Clouds, I believe, in his top 20 or 25 songs of the first half of the year um, from Rolling oh, Stones. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was the same guy. So he definitely knows his 1D stuff, which is really cool to see from someone from Rolling Stone. Such a prestigious thing. Yeah. Um, okay, and then number five talks about Louis and his stage presence. Um, it says literally the first thing Louis does on stage is run to the corner and wave up to the nosebleed seats in the upper deck a mile in the sky with only a side view. Um, he'll take care of the fans up front later, but his first order of business is to make sure the cheap seats get noticed, which I think is really cool because I think we've all been, uh, you know, had those nosebleed seats before and it's cool that the boys um, and Louis in particular, I guess, is really aware of that. Yeah, um, I think that's really cute. And then, I mean, number six is similar. Harry announces, you're lovely to be in here. We can see you at the top. We can see you up in the back. You're a beautiful, beautiful bunch of, you're a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful bunch of people. I feel like he's always commenting on how awesome the uh, crowd is and how beautiful they are and how awesome they are. Yeah. Um, and then, so much of 1D's brilliance is convincing everyone they can see the crowd despite all the glaring lights in their faces. And I thought that was um, a cool, and, and he actually mentions Drag Me Down, but the glaring lights in their faces, um, the line from Drag Me Down, all these lights can't blind me. So even though, you know, they're staring into, like, the blinding stage lights, they're still seeing the fans, and they're not blinded by them, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, and I think that it's just, like, so interesting that when you go to a concert, like, you feel like you have a connection with them, even, like, no matter where mm -hmm. you're sitting, like, you're just, like, yeah. in the same, like, you're breathing the same air as them and you're just like it's like <laughs> yeah. such a different experience because you you know you can like actually see the person that you're like have been listening to and watching for so long um mm -hmm. that it's like so cool that like they acknowledge that and just like yeah um also wait I was gonna say that that One Direction does a good job of just like interacting with their fans like when Liam like reads out um some signs or just like mm -hmm. some people like they make like silly like faces at fans and stuff or sometimes yeah. Harry will like um <laughs> talk to like specific people in the crowd which is always really all funny. the dads yes yes all the dads um or that like nine foot tall person so or the pregnant ladies yeah or the babies yeah <laughs> yeah um and um, also I wanted to say that um what you were saying is you feel that connection to the boys being here in England it's so strange because like I didn't realize like I, I mean I used to live in England but I was a lot younger and it's definitely not a culture shock, but you don't realize that the culture, like, despite the language, like, similarity, it's a very different culture. And it's so strange. I can, I feel like I'm picturing how the boys grew up here. Like, I don't know. I feel like I understand them so much more as people being here in England and, like, thinking back to watching the This Is Us movie and, like, seeing, like, where they each grew up. I don't know. It's very strange. 
And like I also, um, I went to Brighton the other day, which is where um, Zoe Sugg and Alfie Days, they're YouTubers, they mm-hmm. live. Um, and it was just, it was very weird to like be in the place that they are from and feel like breathing that same air type of thing. We're like, wow. oh, I like seems they seem so much more as people now, not these like distant British people from over the sea, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was cool. Yeah, I think that's like really interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. I hope to go to England one day and experience that. Yeah, we should go together. Yeah. I definitely we had all those trips planned when we were like in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to England and Spain and travel yeah. the world. Yeah, we had high hopes for that. <laughs> we were like, like in literally seventh grade. Like, where did we think we were gonna get this money and like funds? I and have also, no like, idea. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, our yeah. little naiveness. <laughs> yeah. One Such day, maybe. Dreams. Yeah. One when day. we're like seventy and like can afford it and paid off yeah. our student loans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah okay um so number seven oh god I did such a bad I did such a bad job of like trying to just highlight like the important parts I'm literally highlighted like all of them okay the entire thing yeah that's okay though yeah um oh, this is a short one okay so so no first number seven um he said the screaming is like two and a half hours inside a jet engine but in a good way loudest moment the climactic shriek in midnight memories runner-up when video the video screen shows harry's boots um so i like that he said but in a good way because it is i think live music and like just being at concerts in general is just like such a cool experience like you get to like um like face-to-face see um not only the boys but like the other fans and like yeah, the people that you're you might, surrounded like, you're like yeah it's like you're in a safe not a safe space but like in a place that you're more accepted sometimes than elsewhere you know yeah, definitely. And, like, also, I just wanted to mention, um, I feel like One Direction concerts are just such a nice place because, um, in general, it's mostly teenage girls or, like, younger girls or just, like, women in general um, mm-hmm. or just, like, a more, like, nicer place to be because I was at a concert this past weekend and it was not that nice and it was not, like, it was not a pop concert and I was just, the crowd was rude and there was a lot of rude people and... Um, I had kind of a bad experience with, with a creepy guy in a crowd, like, making oh, gross no. moves at me, and, like, gross. you know, just, like, that would not happen at a One Direction concert. Like, you would just, yeah. like, be bonding with, like, the people next to you about, like, how mm-hmm. great Harry's boots are, you know what I mean? Like, that's... <laughs> when they show it on the big video screen. Yeah, exactly. Which I hope they continue to do, because that just, the, the camera people get the fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out to the camera people. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I just feel like One Direction concerts are pretty much like, it's just a safe space where you can just go and be happy and, um, just be yourself and, you know, see other fans. And I've just, you know, I've only heard really good things from fans who've gone Mm -hmm. to concerts. There's really hasn't been negative experiences. Yeah. Um, okay. Number eight. Oh God. I'm just going to read this entire thing because I really love this. (laughs) Um, Harry's twirl game explodes in the second chorus of No Control. He romps off to his corner and spins in circles. He's not singing, he's not on the video screen, just going to his happy place. During Diana, he went for a sprint down the catwalk and back for no reason. Dude's been on his feet for 90 minutes at this point. It's like watching footage of Secretariat running the Belmont Stakes in 1973. He's 31 lengths ahead of the other horses, but he speeds up madly for the final stretch because he's so in love with being fast. That's what it's like 
watching Harry work a stadium. You instinctively think, dude, save some for later. But the whole physiology of saving some for later is alien to the Harry life form. I love that. Um, the harder he works to give every drop of his hairyosity away, the more of it he has. Watching Harry spit water and touch his hair makes me want to be a better person. Yes. Wow. That is a beautiful description. This guy clearly is, like, a Harry fan. Like. Wow. I definitely want to just, like, um, go to a One Direction concert with this guy. <laughs> okay, I was wondering if this guy ever met Harry because he's clearly, like, a really big Harry fan, or what did they call them? Harry Stan? Is that what it is? The lingo? Um, what is it? Harry fan? S- Harry Stan, I think it is. I think Oh, Harry Stan. Yeah, Harry Stan. Yeah. Um, because, like, this guy clearly is a Harry Stan or whatever, and I don't know if he, he's high up in Rolling Stone, so he may have met them. I don't know if he, like, knows Harry, or he's just, like, a really big fan, but I hope they meet, because this is really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure if they have met, like, um, clearly Harry made a good impression. I feel like Harry, every time someone meets Harry, he never leaves him with a bad impression, honestly. Yeah. Never. Like, everyone's always charmed yeah. by him. And um, I feel like lately, um, and I was saying this to my mom earlier, um, we were driving and we had to find a hotel and I was keeping her awake uh, <laughs> talking about One Direction. But uh, we, we were talking about how, like, I feel like the Harry news lately has been so much more positive and just, like, how much of a good person he is and a good influence he has on people, which is really nice to see, I think. Um, he's gotten bad press that's all just, like, rumors and crap, but I've seen a lot of nice things um, about him, which is nice to see. Yeah, um, okay, so you sort of cut out there, but, like, what I was gathering is that, like, there's nicer press now than, uh-huh. um, than like, what ha- has been. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, about okay. Harry in particular. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, like, in the earlier days, they, like, really, the press really leaned upon, like, his, um, his, like, womanizer image, but, like, um, and just, like, really playing that up, which, like, okay, that's a story for another day, because, like, honestly, they were just, like, they really just dehumanized him, um, Mm -hmm. which the press is known to do, um, but I think that, yeah, you're right, I think there has been a lot better press of Harry and just, like, One Direction in general, the press has Mm -hmm. been better. Yeah, Um, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so go- moving on to number nine. Speaking of twirling, we know from the gossip columns that Harry is a hardcore Stevie Nicks fan. He even baked her a birthday cake. Why haven't we seen pictures of this cake? And <laughs> I agree. I want to see like what kind of cake Harry baked because, you know, he used to be a baker. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Do we ever know that? <laughs> um, I just wish that like they recorded this interaction because I would have loved to have seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. I don't know why, but this whole birthday cake thing is reminding me of, well, Harry was in an interview, I think it was Z100 for the radio, and the, one of the questions they asked was, what's the first photo on your phone, and then what's the last photo on your, like, phone photo thing, and both of them were of his friend's babies, and I thought that was really cute. Um, I don't know why cakes brought me to babies, but I feel like there's a connection there. Okay, number 10. These boys love the whole 1970s rock thing. They call this tour On the Road Again, which could be the name of a double vinyl live album from a 1974 Southern AOR sextet. Oh, God, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I'll probably ask my dad. He, I'm sure he would know. Who's saying sextet, about rocking I think down it the means, highway. I, th- I think sextet refers to, like, six people in a group. Oh, yeah, no, I know that, but I don't know what Southern AOR 
Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep going. Um, and then the other part that I liked in this was um, the classic rock is teen pop thing is so avant-garde. The rest of music, the rest of the music world hasn't found a way to imitate it. Um, and I think that's so cool because I think that is like what One Direction has become is just like their mm-hmm. meld of like pop and like a throwback to classic rock, which is just mm-hmm. so cool. Like it's just such a cool thing yeah. to. Um, because I think that they're, like, it's in line with their image, which, like, started out as a pop band, obviously, a pop boy band. But now, like, they're, like, throwing in, like, the stuff that they really love. And I know that they like 1970s and, like, um, 80s, like, music. So mm-hmm. I think it's and really cool that, like, he notices that. Yeah, because there's not, they're, it, they're not, like, the typical pop boy band anymore, you know? I mean, I don't know what that image is anyway, but, like, they don't fit that. They definitely have, like, a rockier edge to it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, <laughs> um, 11, after Fireproof, Harry takes a bow on center stage. He bends all the way at the waist and whips his hair up to high noon. Hair flip of the night. <laughs> I love this guy, honestly. Like He loves Harry. He That's really so loves funny. Harry. Yeah. Um, like, honestly, if I wrote it, like, this would be, like, what I would be writing. <laughs> um, I don't think he really mentions Liam, though, which is kind of sad. Um, yeah. Um, Liam and Niall don't get as much attention. Yeah. Niall gets some, but yeah, yeah. we're definitely going to talk like Niall's the next line. But I think that like, he doesn't even really talk about Liam at all, which I I would have liked to seen more of like a um, mm-hmm. equal split. But I also really like hearing about Harry. But you know, mm-hmm. I I like hearing all all the boys. Okay, anyway, mm-hmm. um, number twelve. Niall has really grown. His guitar used to seem like a shield he hid behind, but he was killing it from the first song, Clouds. Um, which is very cool that he, like, uh, made reference to, like, how much they've grown, um, Mm -hmm. and just, like, the fact that, like, he was watching them from, like, that sounds creepy, but, like, you know, like, he was, like, (laughs) keeping up with their career since, like, day one, or, like, day, like, from the start. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I think it's cool that, as someone who probably knows music and musical instruments well, he can see how Niall's gotten more comfortable with his guitar, whereas, like, me, someone who, like, doesn't play a musical instrument... I would find it a lot more hard to pick out, like, how he's doing with, like, his guitar skills and all that type of thing. Um, like, his actual guitar playing and how that's improved. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, and I think that Niall just, like, really takes pride in his guitar skills, as he should. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's just so cool. I think it's really cool that they have, like, a member of, the like, the band who actually, like, um, plays the instrument because I know that like a yeah. lot of people just like write them off because they oh like they don't play their in- own instruments or whatever but like you know Niall plays guitar so yeah. shout out to Niall yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay number 13 1D talked a lot about how much they love their best song No Control I like that he said best song <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just deeming it their best song yeah and he knows it um <laughs> You're the greatest fans in the world because you all fell in love with a song called No Control, Liam yelled. You made it your own. When they asked the crowd to yell out their favorite song on four, everyone in my section yelled No Control. Is this even an issue? Um, That's so cute. I know that my friend, when she went to her concert, um, everyone was yelling No Control, too. Um, That's cool. I know. It's just like, oh, man. Uniting the fandom and the fact Mm -hmm. that they know that we love it and, like, they love it. And, wow, just a good moment, you know? Yeah, and bringing up, like, the No Control project and stuff is cool. Yeah, I think they've pretty been, pretty much been mentioning that every concert, mm-hmm. what I've heard, which is really cool. Yeah. I'm really glad that they, like, didn't, like, just ignore that, because, like, it's, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, 14. 
A year ago, there were basically no males, no dads, no dates. I saw more guys on stage than in the crowd. It's different now. 1D have achieved their longtime goal of conquering the dads. <laughs> Maybe it was that Vine clip of Louie and Harry and Ron Wood, their daughters made them watch over Christmas. But the dads were here, often wearing t-shirts made by their daughters. Um, That's so cute. Yeah. I haven't actually made my dad watch that performance, but I made my brother watch it. So um, yeah. I was just, like, so proud of them because I think it was, like, one of their best live performances ever. Mm-hmm. And I definitely made my dad watch yeah. it. <laughs> but it's cool, you know? It makes them yeah. go, like, these guys are really awesome and they rock hard. Yeah, and also I think it's, like, really cool that um, – the dads are, like, going to the concert and, like, wearing... They have, like, no shame in wearing, like, a t-shirt. Uh-huh. It's, like, Harry Styles is, like, m- like the love of my life or whatever. Like, Harry yeah. Styles and Bay I saw, like, at my concert, I think. Like, dad was, like, holding that sign. Um, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And I feel like people probably think that, like, they have... Which is true. They have a better chance of, like, Harry noticing them if they're with a dad. Um, uh-huh. Or a pregnant woman or a baby. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> or all three. Um, or grandma. Yeah. Grandma? Oh, okay. Let me just, old like, people. bring my grandma I think he likes old people. Show. um but I think that's like really cute and I think that's like just you know shout out to the dad to do that Mm -hmm. um okay um number 15 favorite fan signs you are currently attending my sweet 16 and Harry smile your happiness is the most important thing in my life which oh my god that's just so cute and I like that he like pointed out some fan signs because I think that like Mm -hmm. as a whole the One Direction fandom is very um creative in their fan signs yeah definitely and I think they've gotten like even more popular recently just because like Liam has been reading them out more yeah and the boys definitely like appreciate the signs they'll like remember their favorite ones and stuff so that's cool yeah and I think they sometimes like take them like ask them to like keep them that's so cool yeah remember at our concert like there was like um there was a photoshopped image of Harry on like George of the Jungle or something and he like asked to take that (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. I feel like there'll be like relics in the 1D museum like a hundred years from now. Yes, definitely. <laughs> oh my god. Like if can you imagine like um scientists in like the like hundreds of years down the line if like this is the only thing that they have left of like humankind is just like the fan <laughs> signs from one direction. Like wow. Not not Stonehenge, but 1D fan signs. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait. I would love to see the like the textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um okay so the last one um is when 1d blew up nobody not even the people who liked them figured they'd be anything more than a 16 to 18 months of kicks what the band and their fans have built over the past five years is unique if the girls sound cocky and vindicated um when they scream they should and 1d are brilliant because they know exactly who's in charge um and I was kind of confused with that, but I think he's just talking about the fans, right? He's just saying that, like, yeah. they know the fans are in charge, and they, like, yeah. yeah. I think that's really cool. And they cool. appreciate I, them a lot. I yeah. like that they, like, um, ended on that note. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's cool. And, like, these boys aren't just around for 16 to 18 months. They're around for a long time. Okay. okay. Um, and this isn't about this article or, like, slash this writer, but I thought – I saw these tweets on Tumblr, and I thought they were, like, worth discussing – um, because one of the points talked about like how there are more like male people in the audience not, like around or this time around, um, mm-hmm. and I think this was like in reference to a Tumblr like post that like some like twenty seven year old guy 
was like reviewing how much he liked One Direction um, and it was getting a lot of traction. And this person who is Real Alley T.Y. with two Y's um, says, teenage girls have been saying for years that 1D is an outstanding live band, but you don't believe it until a 27-year-old man says it. Because women wholeheartedly throwing their support behind a band isn't enough for you to believe they are supporting worth supporting. But as soon as a man agrees with you, their claim is valid, but you still value the opinion of one man over millions of young women, um, which I think is pretty valid. That is a powerful statement, for sure. I know. I really, really like these tweets because it's um, – I think you see that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many – like, obviously, there there's so many, like, girls who are fans of One Direction, but they just get written off. Um, mm-hmm. But if, like uh, – you know, um, an older man likes them, um, mm-hmm. they'll be taken as, like, they'll be taken more seriously because it's not mm-hmm. seen as, like, oh, it's just their hormones, um, yeah. which is, like, I don't know. I just thought, yeah. yeah. I find that, like, even with myself when I'm trying to defend things that I like, like, I really like Ed Sheeran and my dad, I've gotten him, him into it, and I'll be like, no, they're like, he's really good. My dad even likes him, like, where I have to, like, pull in that weight from, like, an older guy when it's, like, my opinion's just as valid, but I don't think it's, like, as no one's going to believe me, you know, which sucks. Yeah, that's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you have to, like, qualify your yeah. fandom-ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's definitely... But that's why... What? Hmm? Um, I was going to say, that's just why, like, this article, this Rolling Stone article was just really nice because I felt like it didn't... It was it was really supportive of the fans and of the fandom and it painted yeah. the boys in a really good light and in a light I think that we see them in you know yeah for sure it's the not perspective. like an, it wasn't like an outsider like looking in it seemed mm-hmm. like it was like a like a fan he seemed definitely yeah. like a fan like just writing an article about like a band he likes and also yeah. I I didn't mean these tweets to be about this um, Rob Sheffield like writing this article because I definitely think um, this is a great article. And, like, it's mm-hmm. not, like, just because, like, and he's, like, a, you know, well, like, renowned music critic. So that's, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, where his power comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just meant just, like, in general. And I saw those tweets yeah. and I thought it would be worth mentioning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think we'll, I think I mentioned this. I think we'll definitely get into, like, the fandom stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote a whole, <laughs> I wrote a whole, like, 20-page paper, or maybe it was, like, 15 pages about the whole um, thing about things that teenage girls like getting devalued. And so I'll be excited to talk about that because I really loved yes. writing that paper. Yes. Okay. Um, so now we're getting into feedback. And we got so much feedback on this this question. I was super pumped because I love getting feedback. Um, Me too. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to read the first three? Oh, I'll read the first three, actually. I'll read the first three. You read this last. Okay. Um, So Patty, who is P-House1964 on Twitter, said, oh, oh, our question, I probably should mention that. Our question of the week was, where were you when you found out about Drag Me Down? And um, Patty says, in my freaking bed at 2 a.m., my friend at Berry Cakes was blowing up my phone from the UK trying to wake me up. Needless to say, I was awake till 3.30 a.m. squeeing with her. And then hard eyes emoji. Um, and I was, I was talking to her on Twitter and saying like how, like, you know, you have a good friend when they, their like priority is like to get you to wake up cause there's one D news. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a good friendship you have going there. Yeah. Um, okay. 
And then the next one is from Sarah East, who is Sarah underscore Marie underscore seven or 67 from Twitter. And they say, I was asleep when um, Drag Me Down was released and I had to text my directioner BFF, who's not on Twitter. And um, she included a screenshot of her and her friend's conversation. And um, it was just like really funny because I was like seeing the parallels between like her or their their conversation like our conversation Caitlin because it's like yeah. all, all like capitals I don't know if you saw the the saw it or not but um it was all like capitals and it was like misspellings it was like lots of exclamation points I'm like this is this is like our conversation going on right now <laughs> seriously but all of these remind me of that because like I was the one who didn't who wasn't connected and you were the yeah. one like trying to make sure I heard it and heard the news yeah which was great yeah I just like love fandom friendships it just yeah. like, makes me so happy yeah um, okay and I bet my life. Um, on Twitter said when uh, Drag Me Down came out I was in bed I just bought a Louis Armstrong record and I stopped to listen again and again yeah I think a lot like a lot of people were like either asleep or going to Mm -hmm. bed and then One Direction had other plans Mm -hmm. I love Louis Armstrong also yeah awesome (laughs) (laughs) oh um and then I'll do the next three I guess yeah um we got an anonymous uh, response on Tumblr that said, I was asleep. I woke up at 7 a.m., something to my phone buzzing with dozens of notifications. I listened to Drag Me Down in a tired daze. We blogged a bunch of stuff and fell back asleep. I thought it was a dream when I woke up again. Ha 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 ha. Which I think is funny because I yeah. love going on Tumblr right away when things like this happen and you have to like reblog tons of crap. And you're like, I don't even know what I'm reblogging, but this is awesome. I'm a part of something. Yeah. I think that there's just like, um, it's like fun to be awake when it's going on, but it's also like fun to like wake up to such like this entire explosion of just fandom. Yeah. Stuff you're like, happening. oh my God, yeah. what has happened? Yeah. Cause um, I've been like, sleeping when things have happened and you just wake up and you're like what the heck like I have so much to catch up on like I saw this picture it was like um waking up like like when One Direction things have been happening overnight or whatever and it was like this picture of an empty field after a concert and it was like this one guy in a chair and there's like this whole (laughs) mess of just like trash everywhere and (laughs) and it was like wow true yeah Okay, then Sun Direction on Tumblr said, I first heard Drag Me Down around 11 p.m. when I was about ready to sleep. I was scrolling through Tumblr right before going to bed, and then it happened. (laughs) Obviously, I didn't sleep much after that. Wow, yes. I feel that. I love how everyone's, like, scrolling through Tumblr, like, before they go to bed or, like, you know, on Tumblr, on social media. I feel like that's everyone's experience, nighttime routine. I know. Got to check up on things before you go to sleep. Um, and then Real Puppy Liam on Tumblr said, hopefully you haven't recorded yet. Oh my god, oops. And no, we hadn't. We got this like right before we recorded. And I was like, hey, Kara, did you see this? Like, let me put it in. I mean, put it in. <laughs> um, I had literally gone to bed so early that night, but I woke up around 11 and couldn't fall back asleep. So I went on Tumblr and saw something about a single I, and flipped out. Mm. And I flipped out. And finally found an audio post of it. Then I was texting my friend about it for like two hours while I listened to it on repeat before I finally went back to sleep. It was a wild night. (laughs) Yes. I feel that so much. All these reactions are great and so similar and it feels like we're all like going through the same things. Yeah. That's why I love like hearing from you guys because it just like, you know, there's like such a common thread throughout these and the common thread is basically just don't sleep because One Direction won't let you sleep. Um, (laughs) Pretty much. Which is so upsetting because, like, you know, I need my, like, 22 hours of sleep a day. Um, so you can't get <laughs> that when you're in the One Direction fan. For real. Yeah, I know. 
Sloths do. Why can't I? Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, and now we'll move on to our tweet of the week. And um, I guess I can start. Um, so mine is from Anne, who is Harry and Gemma's, or Harry's mom. Um, <laughs> and a follower, um, I think this is like the day that Drag Me Down was released, a follower of hers um, at replied her and said, I feel like at Mrs. Ann Twist has been dancing around the house to hashtag drag me down while going about her daily life just like the rest of us. And Ann replied, are you stalking me? Um, like as a joke and like did the dancing red dress emojis. And I thought that was just like, really cute because you can just like imagine just like Ann just like jamming out to her son's band's music. Like that's just so <laughs> cute. so cool. I know. Like if your son was famous and had music and you could jam out to it, like that's cool. Um, my tweet of the week doesn't really have to do with One Direction except for the fact that Harry's sister tweeted it, um, and it, it said, I say ox so much more often than I say asks why you no learn Mr. Autocorrect. Um, and I just appreciated that because I feel that as well, where it autocorrects ox to asks, and I don't know. I'm glad the British lingo is the same as the American lingo, is what I'm yeah. pretty much saying. She's Being in great. Britain, you never know. I'm learning that things are all different, so... <laughs> Yeah, um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, she's throwing it back to, like, 2009 memes with why you know. Yeah. <laughs> They're really sure. making a comeback. Um, oh, also in autocorrect, um, all the boys' names autocorrect to, like, the capital, like, all caps of oh their names. Oh, my God, I like, know. Like, always. And, like, sometimes I'm just, I mean, I'm always hype about them, but, like, sometimes you just got to be more chill. And, like, my phone doesn't understand it's just at always 100 percent all the time like okay relax it needs to know when things are happening and when things are just you know not yeah. happening when i'm just trying to have like a low-key conversation about just like <laughs> i don't know niles hat or something you know niles hat yeah. <laughs> okay um so we're gonna move on to our one direction recommendation of the week caitlin do you want to start yeah so mine was um an article that i actually saw because um, Harry's mom uh, tweeted about it and said, this is lovely with like really cute smiley emoji. Mm -hmm. um, and it was an article that's sort of like a, a letter to Harry. It's, it starts, Dear Harry Styles, thank you. Um, and I feel like this whole episode has been really pro-Harry or yeah. Harry Stan or whatever, but um, it's just, it, it does a really good job of describing him in a really positive light and the good influence he has on fans and like um, just him as a person, how he's just so himself all the time, and I really just appreciated it. Um, so I think you should definitely read that, especially if you're a Harry fan. Yeah. Because um, I think it paints him really well, and you're like, this is what people should be talking about, not the womanizer image. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. I'll definitely have to go pop in and give that a read. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I have three this week. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, I tried to narrow it down, but, you know, I just really couldn't. Um, so mm -hmm. my first one is um, a short video of someone named Bryn, who is Golden Horan on Twitter. And she won two tickets from a radio station outside of her One Direction concert. So, But she already had tickets, so she went up to the 300s, like the seats, which is like the nosebleed seats, like the highest seats that there are. And she found two girls and gave them the tickets um, and it was just so cute seeing, like, the girls, like, freak out and being so happy of, like, this person doing this, like, really nice thing. Like, she could have sold the tickets or something. 
Um, That's so nice. But she, like, just gave two fans tickets who had, like, you know, the uppermost seats. And, like, I'm just like, you know, fans supporting fans, girls supporting girls. I love this. Mm -hmm. I just love the whole thing. And, um, again, like, 1D fans are just so much more than the media makes them out to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, And my second um, recommendation is this fan-made or fan-drawn Drag Me Down video. Caitlin, you definitely have to watch this one. It is incredible. It was written, uh, it was drawn by um, Tiramisoodles on Tumblr. And um, it's so amazing. It's everything I could ever wish for. It's like very like Mad Max-esque. And like they're um, basically just like gearing up for like um, a fight. And they (laughs) they have the fight, like it ends in the fight. And it's just like, you know, um, that when they're doing the call and response, they're like popping out of trees, like behind trees. Oh my and god, just like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and like it's so well like drawn. I'm I'm just in awe. Like, I'm so happy that like the whole like fan drawn um, music video thing is happening because yes, I love that. Yeah. fans are incredible. I seriously. know. Wow, I'm... we definitely need to pump this fandom episode out soon. I feel like yeah. that's all we've been talking about. I know <laughs> we have just so much to talk about. It could be like seventy five episodes. Yeah. Um, and my third um, recommendation is to follow Caitlin I.R. Foster on Instagram. Oh, my God. <laughs> I seriously <laughs> love your Instagram. Um, Caitlin just started, like, um, started her Instagram up and has been posting a bunch of pictures from um, her trip around England and posting, like, her, like, outfits. And I am seriously, like, in love with your style. It is, like, so cool. Oh. And, like, it just looks so, like, professional. Like, it looks like you could have, like, 50 million, like, followers. And so if you guys or into fashion, um, or pretty pictures, just go follow her. You're so sweet. Yeah, it's seriously so well done. I, like, get so excited every time, like, I see you post. I'm like, yes, new Caitlin content on Oh, thank Insta. you. I'm, like, working hard to make it, like, look professional, but I have, like, literally no idea how to do filters and stuff so that it doesn't look like filters, but I'm trying really hard. Yeah, it looks, seriously <laughs> looks so good. And just, like, whoever's, like, taking pictures, like, is doing a great job. It's Rebecca mostly, and Jessica, actually. She's helped, to them. Too. Yeah, um, and I, I think um, for mine, like, I don't have money to buy the expensive clothes, so everything's like, I got this from Goodwill, like, I printed mm-hmm. this, like, these are from H&M, yeah. so if you're into cheap clothing, <laughs> that's a benefit there. Yeah, definitely, and, like, once you come home, I need you to, like, go in my closet and, like, put outfits together for me. Oh, <laughs> you're too sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really love it, so everyone should go follow her. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so our question of the week um, is going to be, have you seen the boys live? And if so, what was your experience like? Or what was your favorite part um, or, like, memorable moment? I'll definitely write this I'll definitely write this in, like, a more comprehensive. <laughs> is comprehensive the word I'm looking for? Succinct? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, both of them work. Succinct, like, easier to understand. Get those SAT vocab yeah, words um, there. Yeah, um, Liam would be proud. Um, yep. But if not, if you haven't seen them live what is your favorite moment from a concert that you've heard of or, like, seen in GIFs or videos? Um, Because, like, we recognize that not everyone can see them live. Um, Yeah, and you got to just live through vicariously through, like, all the videos on the internet, which is also great. I love, like, having a ton and just sitting down and, like, watching them as I eat ice cream or something. Yeah. Um, Good experience. Sometimes I, like, can't watch them, though, because I get so, like, like, sad that I'm not actually there. But, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, and then also we just want general feedback again and suggestions for the show, any ideas for what you want to hear or see or whatever on upcoming shows, 
um, anything you like have to dis want, want us to discuss about what we talked today or commentary on it or what we can do to improve, um, that would be awesome. And we will definitely take your opinions into consideration because we um, want to make this show the best that we can. Um, so thank you so much for listening to episode eight of Talk Direction. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Um, visit our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com, or follow us individually on Twitter. Um, I am Caitlin I.R. Foster, and that's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. Yeah, and then you can also just rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes. And um, those rate and reviews help a ton. And if you subscribe, you can get um, the new episode every week um, right to your phone or your device or your computer or whatever as soon as we put it out instead of having to wait. So definitely do that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for Episode 9. Bye! Bye!